You're listening to the Jabin Chavez Leadership Podcast, a conversation designed to help you define your organizational culture and leadership values. Jabin is a pastor, artist, and highly sought after speaker who has a long track record of growing departments, ministries, and organizations. We know that this podcast will bring value to you as a leader and to your entire team. Hey everyone, my name is Jabin Chavez. Welcome to the podcast today. I'm so honored that you're taking some time to learn, to grow, and to expand your leadership IQ. Uh, we're all in this together, guys. We're all learning. We're all trying to get better. We're trying to lead healthier organizations, healthier teams. And uh, I really do pray that this podcast is a blessing to you and your team. And uh, more than that, I think it's going to be. Over the last 20 years, it's been my honor to serve the local church, to serve the body of Christ uh, on a lot of different roles, a lot of different teams. And over the last few years, uh, I've been a church planter and a senior pastor here in Las Vegas, Nevada. It has been awesome. It has been so much fun. It's also been very stretching, very challenging, and it's been a learning experience. And my prayer is that through this podcast, I'm able to just uh, tell you some things I've learned. I'm, I'm not an expert. Uh, I'm not a leadership guru. I'm just a local church pastor that, uh, man, I got boots on the ground and every day we're in this together. And I think this podcast is going to be really relevant to you. Uh, every week I meet with my team and I share some different leadership principles, some culture ideas, some principles from the Bible. Uh, to help them grow in their leadership and that help us as an organization serve people better. And so I'm just going to kind of let you in on that, give you a little sneak peek once a month into a leadership talk that I'm doing with my team. And uh, I think it's really going to be fun. I think it's going to be very relevant to your journey. If you're not a pastor, if you're not a minister, uh, I know that these principles will still help you. They'll help you as a manager. They'll help you as an organizational leader. They'll help you as a business owner. Uh, they'll help you in your marriage. They'll help you in uh, literally every area of your life because I've I've learned uh, one thing for sure. The Bible is so relevant and has so much to teach us about not only being great leaders, but being great servants and making a great impact in our world. So enjoy this message and I can't wait to see you. Can't wait to hear from you. Can't wait to uh, learn together with you. We'll be releasing a new podcast once a month, and um, I hope you enjoy it. I want to talk. Just, I won't go. I won't go super long, but um, making the move in your mind from a non-leader to a leader. How do you make the move in your mind from a non-leader to a leader? This is a super critical move, mental move that every person has to make. I'm making the move from a non-leader to a leader. Because I, I think for the most part, we can't embrace ourselves as a leader. Um, not everyone is a leader, by the way. This, I think this room is. That's why you're here. I don't think everyone is. Um, and I don't think you're, I think you have to be born with some of it. You know what I mean? I'll go back to just like, I could, I could shoot a basketball for the rest of my life every day, eight hours a day. I'm never going to be LeBron James or I could golf the next, 
I could golf two times a day for the rest of my life. I'm never going to shoot like Tiger Woods. Like I just, cause there's some of it. Don't say that. <laughs> cause, cause some of it is just, it's in your genes. It's, it's just, you're born with it. And when you start and, and so some of it is physical and some of it is history and some of it is, is at the time you can start and develop, you know, those, those, I can retrain my brain on some levels, but you know, I may be able to get there a little bit mentally, but some of it physically, I'll just never dunk a basketball. I'll never, you know what I mean? I'll never do some of that. So, um, so with that, with that being said, yes, there is a part of leadership that's born, but there is another part of leadership that's developed. And so I think that for most of us, we don't embrace our personal leadership because our, our example of leadership in America has been so poor in what we've promoted. So I'm not a leader because I don't look like that. And I don't, and I don't have charisma like them and I'm not gifted like him. And so we, we don't embrace our personal leadership because we've, we've, we haven't defined leadership correctly. Right. So, so we go, man, they're an awesome leader. They just blah, blah, blah. And it's like, all of that's gifting. None of that's leadership. So we've, we've mistaken gifting for leadership. And obviously we've heard all this right before, but it has to just get in our head because we actually do, if we're not careful and it, and it's the, it's not wrong. I mean, it, it is wrong and it has to be, our mind has to be renewed. This is what, um, Samuel did in first Samuel 16, right? He looks at all of David's brothers and he goes, surely this is the Lord's anointed. Surely this is the Lord's anointed. Surely this is the Lord's. And he goes through seven brothers and he keeps thinking this is it because it was all judged on appearance, all judged on gifting, all judged on, on those kind of things, charisma, those kind of things. And then when he sees David, it's not a compliment when he says, and I, and then the eighth son comes and he's ruddy. That word ruddy is red, but don't think red like they didn't have, you know, Irish red back, you know what I mean, in in Bible days like that. So he wasn't red like it wasn't Conor McGregor coming over the hill and he's like, it was red like an Indian from India's red. So he had dark skin. So the NLT gets it right when it says, I looked at him and he was dark skinned. So he was, he had dark, in other words, he doesn't look like his brothers and obviously David's mama had a little, little side piece. There's a little that That's why David says I was born in iniquity because he, he, there was some kind of something, 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 something. That's why Jesse didn't like him because Jesse, no, that's not my kid. Cause you don't look like me. You, you, you look like the dude working the horses. Why do you, why do you, why do you look like the, why do you look like the groundskeeper? This is weird, you know? And so, and, and, and. And Samuel saw it and he goes, man, he's dark skinned. He's ruddy. He's red. Why does he look like this? Why does this? So, so, and he goes, this can't be it. And then God speaks to him. And what does he say? He says, man looks at the outward appearance, but I look at the heart. So you're missing the whole thing. So, so I think that it's hard to embrace your own personal leadership because you have the definition of a leader in your mind even a Christian leader and it's an influencer and it's one of five Instagram people or it's one of, you know what I mean? And you just get that in your head and you go, okay, this is leadership. Well, I'm not that. Well, that's not leadership. That's personality. 
That's charisma. And none of that's, okay, doesn't mean they're not leaders. It just means what you're seeing is not leadership. That makes sense? What you're seeing is gifting, natural ability, what comes natural, good looks, whatever. That, But you can't see leadership on an Instagram post. You can't see leadership in in likes or comments or views. That's not where you see it. And so we see all this and we go, well, surely that's the Lord's anointed. And God says, well, no, no, no. I look at the heart. I don't look at the outward appearance. So um, looks are great. Charisma is great. Gifting is great. I think we should grow in all of that. It just doesn't make you a leader. Just what you just have to remember. So for you to make the move from non-leader to leader, you have to get past. I'm not gifted enough. I don't. I don't have the charisma. I don't have the confidence. I don't have the look. I don't have the talent. I don't have the ability. None of that is leadership. All those things are good. All of those things we should grow in. None of those things are leadership. So Acts 6, verse 3. Acts chapter 6, verse 3. Choose seven men among you. And, and notice, notice these three things. Full of the Holy Spirit. Wisdom. And we will turn this responsibility over to them. So the apostles are needing a new wave of leaders in the church. And the apostles say, I need, we need leaders so that we can study the word and pray, right? And so that's kind of the, the way we try to do it around here is that hopefully I can be in a position where I'm studying the word and praying. And in Acts chapter 6, verse 3, they say, so we need men that can, or women that can, that are three things. They're full of the Holy Spirit. They're full of wisdom. And I can turn responsibility over them. So they're responsible. So they have wisdom. They have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And they're responsible. So let's just walk through these really quick. Holy Spirit, are you dependent up upon him? That's the question. Are you dependent upon him? To be full of the Holy Spirit is to be dependent upon the Holy Spirit. To be a spirit-filled leader is to be a spirit-dependent leader. To be a, a leader full of the Holy Spirit is to be a, a leader that is dependent upon the Holy Spirit. We should go into everything we do dependent upon the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, are you dependent upon him? Wisdom, do you have any? <laughs> Hello, do you have any? Now, the Bible talks about fools like through Proverbs. Here's the interesting thing about fools. It doesn't have to do with IQ, right? It doesn't have to do with intellect. It has to do with teachability. It has to do with behavior. The fool says, the fool says, the fool, the fool does this, the fool does that, the fool says this, the fool thinks this, the fool. So that means that if a fool is not teachable, and, the, and Proverbs actually says that. Don't even talk to a fool. Don't even do it because you're going to become like him. Don't even do it because they're, they're going to somehow take it as a badge of honor that you're correcting them. So if a fool is not teachable, then a person of wisdom is teachable. So wisdom, do you have any? Do I have any what? Are you teachable? Do you have teachability? That's what makes a wise person wise, not IQ, not education. It's growth. 
How do I know you have wisdom? You're growing. How do I know you have wisdom? You're teachable. How do I know you have wisdom? You take correction well. How do I know you have wisdom? You're willing to do whatever it takes for the vision. That's wisdom. So Holy Spirit, are you dependent upon him? Wisdom, do you have any? Are you teachable? Responsibility, can I be trusted? Can I be trusted? Matthew 5, let your yes be yes. Responsibility, how many times does someone have to ask you to do something before it's done? Responsibility. That, that's what makes a leader. Hey, can you do this? Yes. Do I need to email you? Nope. Do I need to text you? Nope. Do I need it? Nope. I got it. Responsibility. Can you be trusted? This is what makes a non-leader who's thinking about, well, I don't have the look or I don't have the confidence or I don't have the swag or I don't have the gifting. No, no, no. Are you responsible? That's what makes you a leader, period. Number one, it's done. Can you do it? Will you do it? Can you be trusted to do it? Will you communicate that you did it? That's responsibility. So the the apostles' definition of leadership is so radically different than our definition of leadership. Well, you know, they're a little bit difficult, but man, they're great with people. No, that's, no. Because they're not great with people. They're great at manipulating people. That's, They're not great with people. They're just strong and know how to get what they want. That's not leadership. They know how to sell. They know how to sell Sell with an E. They know how to sell. Just because you can sell it doesn't mean you're a leader. Do you have the Holy Spirit? Do you have wisdom? Can you be trusted with responsibility? That is leadership. Not how, well, man, they're a great communicator. He's got a great leadership Okay, they might have some great leadership in uh, intuitive DNA in them, but that's not what makes you a leader. Responsibility, teachability, dependence upon the Holy Spirit. That's, that is what Christian leadership is. In Acts chapter six, they never talk about gifting. They never talk about look. They never talk about charisma. They never talk even about people skills. Think about this. This is just so different. They talk about, do they know the Holy Spirit? Do they have wisdom? Can they be trusted with responsibility? So I want to I want to just give you this little this little. We've we've talked a lot about leadership as influence. So, but here's how you make, here's how you personally make the shift from non-leader to leader. Leadership is conviction. Because everyone can do that. <laughs> Conviction is a, is a firmly held belief system. That's what conviction is. It's a firmly held belief system. Anyone in this room, now you're here because you have the bare bones of it. But here's how any one of you can become a great leader. You lead from conviction. Not talent, not gifting, not look, not... 10 other things that we've been told are leadership. Conviction. The firmly held belief that what you're doing is important. Any one of us can have that. 
Any one of us can have that. I have a firmly held belief that what I'm doing is important and it's so important and it's so real to me that I can ask you to follow me as I do it. So I'm not apologizing. I'm not tippy-toeing. I'm not, I've got a firmly held belief. Any Anyone in this room can have conviction. And if you have conviction, you can lead. Without conviction, you're not leading. Without conviction, without a firmly held belief system that what you're doing is important. I go back to Nehemiah. I can't come off this wall and talk to you. I'm doing a very important work. Without conviction, you're not leading. You may be managing. You may have a title. You may be getting paid. And you may even have responsibilities, but you're not leading. Because you can't lead without conviction. You can tell people what to do, but that's not conviction. You can you can schedule someone on planning center, it's not conviction. You can you can manage, but it's not conviction. Conviction is this firmly held belief that what I'm doing is important, and I lead from that place. And here's why I'm saying you can go from a non-leader to a leader, because conviction goes beyond you. So conviction isn't I'm awesome, I'm gifted, I'm talented, I'm good looking, I have charisma, me, 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 me. And you look in the mirror and you go, you can do it, you're amazing, you're awesome. And if you need to do self-affirmation, go ahead, but that's not what I'm talking about. But I think that's what we think about. No, the conviction is the kingdom is important, eternity is long, God is building his church, people want to be used in their giftings. I have I, I can I can help facilitate that. So the conviction is not a conviction about who you are. A conviction is a conviction about what you're doing. Does this make you know what I mean? Am I am I helping here? So that's how any of us can make the flip from non-leader to leader. Because you're the conviction isn't about you. The conviction is about the role you're playing. The conviction is about the purpose you're fulfilling. The conviction is about so you have to lead from that conviction. So I may not have the gifting of others, but I have a conviction that causes me to lead at a level that others won't lead at. It's the conviction, though. It's not the, it's not the, the gift, talents, abilities, all that other stuff. And if you can ever get the conviction that what you're doing is important, that's how you step from non-leadership to leadership. That's how you step from management to leadership. That's how you step from title to leadership. That's how you step from compensation to leadership. That's how you step from bare minimum to leadership. Because there is this conviction pushing the whole thing forward that says, I know this is important. I know this is a big deal. I know. And if you again, if we just go back to uh, the apostles, the apostles did not look at those those people that were arguing if you go back to acts chapter six and where the whole thing happened they didn't go you know what they just need to get over it no they created a leadership pipeline for a problem because they had a conviction and so it wasn't this elitist you know well they just need to toughen up no you got to have a conviction 
man, that family left because they couldn't get their kid checked in. Well, you know what? They just need to, they just need to be, they just need to get over it. They just need a better attitude. Well, yeah, but what a dumb way to lead. You're not leading. You just left leadership. You just went into management. You just went into, I'm important. You're not important. We just went into, I'm convicted that I'm important, but I'm not convicted that I don't have a conviction that this whole thing is important. Well, you know, someone went out to the, to the tent and they didn't get answers and, you know, they were frustrated and they, they signed up for next steps and no one ever reached out and now they're offended. Wow. You know what? They just need to get over it. They need to just know that we're just trying our best. That's not, none of that is leadership. The apostles go, there's a leadership issue. There's people aren't getting fed. People aren't getting their food. That's what was happening there. But it was, but it was such a, in a sense, such a low level, right? If you think about like, so it, there has to be something in you that goes back to the apostles. Okay. We can't leave our priority of teaching and preaching, but this has to get fixed because this is a big deal because people will actually leave over this. Right? So there's this conviction that everything I'm in do that everything I'm doing is important from, from having the right greeters, having the right host, to having the right seating, to having the right sound, to having the right music, to having on and on and on and on and on. It's all important, but there has to be a conviction in your heart. And this is the coolest thing about leadership is that you don't have to be the most gifted. You don't have to be the most talented. You don't have to be the best looking. You don't have to look like whoever or sound like whoever or talk like whoever, or sing like whoever, or be like whoever. None of that matters. All of that is is such a facade. There's this, there's a thing. Now, again, they might be a leader, but I'm just, again, I'm just saying that's just not what you're seeing. You're seeing all the other stuff that's great that makes you look at them like Samuel and go, surely this is the Lord's anointed. And it's not, right? It's the stuff that you'll never see it's this kind of stuff that's actually making you a great leader so your team will feel your conviction they feel it it's unspoken energy your team will feel your apathy it's an unspoken vacuum. Just there. Your team will feel your passion. Your team will feel your disengagement. They may never say it. They may never know how to say it. They may never know how to put their finger on it. They may never know how to but they but they're feeling all of this they're feeling all of this they're feeling your conviction they're feeling your apathy they're feeling your passion they're feeling your disengagement they're feeling it they're sensing it they they don't have to be they don't have to be intuitive enough to spot it but they're either intuitive enough to be inspired by it or to be turned off by it that makes sense. So they may not, they may not be sharp or not sharp enough. They may not be intuitive enough, intuitive enough to, to go, oh man, they're disengaged. I can tell. And I bet it's because that I need to, they'll just be like, I just don't care. 
And they may not even be able to say that. They'll just go, I'm done with this. I'm going to go serve somewhere else. I'm moving. I'm going on. I'm it's, it's that. And it, and it may never be, man, I can really feel their conviction and their passion, man. They're just so bought in. Well, I just want to be like that. They may never say that. They may just go, I just love serving. Right? Like I just love being on the team. They'll, and they may never know how to verbalize to you. Wow. You make me feel, or you make it feel, or you've caused this ministry to feel like they, they may never know how to say that. And I would say nine out of 10 people probably don't know how to say that. But so, and again, and you'll get discouraged by the way, if you're looking for that, you know what I mean? It's so it's not about that. It's about, there's just an overall feeling that they can feel that you're dependent upon the Holy Spirit. They can feel that you're wise. They can feel that you're responsible. They can feel the conviction. They can feel the apathy. They can feel the passion or they can feel the disengagement. And so if you'll lead from this place, not I'm important, this is important. And that's the big, that's the big shift. Not I'm important, this is important. Not I'm a big deal, but this role is a big deal. Not you're a big deal, but the role you play is a big deal. So we're not talking about some hyper elevated honor or, or ego but there is something in me that goes, man, this is so important. And when we drop the ball, there can always be a temptation to just go, well, they just weren't mature enough to handle it, or they just, they need to toughen up, or oh, more consumer Christianity. They just want everything to, no, there always has to be something on us that goes, man, this is. So, you know, every time I go to the men's room on a Sunday, you know, I go in there and I'll use the restroom and then I'll wash my hands. And then I just always see that wet sink. It just always gets wet. So I grab some paper towels and I wipe it. There's always some paper towels on the floor and I pick them up. I throw them in the trash. And I could genuinely text every guy in this room and go, can you just go pick up the restroom for me? It's just a mess. I could do that. I wouldn't even feel bad. I really wouldn't. I, would, I wouldn't lose a wink of sleep. But there's just something in me that just, well, I'm here and I'm just going to do it. And I actually care. Not, I don't know if one guy would care. I don't know if one guy would care. But I'll tell you what does happen. Every time I'm in there and guys are watching me do it and they're thinking something. I've never been thanked. You know what I mean? Like I've never had a guy like, Oh, it's pretty cool, man. You're the pastor. You're well, it's pretty cool. Never had that. But they still gotta watch. And just go, what is he? Wow, okay. And and again, I think nine out of ten times it would but I think they but I think there's something to it. Right? And so all everything we do, everything we do matters. Everything we do is important. I'm I'm moving from non leader to leader, not by reading a leadership book, not by being a better communicator, not by looking the part better, not by becoming more talented. All of that matters. It's just not leadership. It's important. It's just not leadership. It's something else. I don't, I can't even call it anything right now, but it's great. It just isn't leadership. Leadership is conviction. 
It's all leader. That's that's how you make the switch. That's how you click. That's how you that's how you make that mental shift from non-leader to leader. I have a conviction that what I'm doing is really important, that what we are doing is really important. And that's why you can have the most gifted person from from the stage to anywhere else. And they just, they can't, they either can't grow it or they can't, or they're just always off. You know, someone on your team, they're just never, because they're, what they're missing is conviction. They're just missing conviction. They're just missing that thing that says, God, this is a big deal. And, um, and I'm done on that note. Before I say anything else.